0: The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. A group of Englishmen, a bunch of maniacs as they all are, Get together from time to time to kick around something that looks like a bull's bladder. It gives great satisfaction or fills them with sorrow when this kind of yellowish bladder enters a rectangle formed by wooden posts. There's a newspaper in Rio de Janeiro in 1890. When some uh, expats took the took the game over to South America. So there you go. More filling us with great sorrow recently. Um, Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock podcast. My name's Adonis, and I'm on Twitter. Hi! And we're talking about United on this episode, and it's going to be just fantastic, isn't it, Barney? Um, Uh, Oh, yes. Happy clapper Barney's here from Mm. (laughs) Twitter. (laughs) It's all (laughs) right, mate. And the Prince of Darkness himself, Machiavelli. At you and Metcalf,
1: Mackers. Evening. Evening, boys. It's been a been a while. It's been a been a long time since we uh, <laughs> did this dance, and it probably after the recent results, we probably should pack it in. But you know, we're back, aren't we?
0: I think Barney's. Has your beard gone grey? That's how long it's yeah. been since the last podcast. It literally <laughs> yeah. has gone.
2: It has gone, gone grey. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, getting a lot of grays now. I, it, I think it's just fucking this season, to be honest. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll be honest, I think it looks quite sexy. Thanks. It's silver fox. <laughs>
1: little silver freckles
0: in your, on your chin.
1: I'm saying fuck all. Salt and pepper, go on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where have you boys been, says Bandy? Where have we been? Where have you been, Mac?
1: You don't want to know. No. <laughs> Trust me, I'd rather not say. I've just been, you know, I, 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 them days are over. I'm I'm a dad and I'm a business person. I've got my own businesses, so she's been busy, really busy Works flying, and business is great, which is lovely. And, um, yeah, I don't get a lot of spare time. And I've got children, which take a lot of my time and a very um, needy wife. So, you know.
0: <laughs> Throw your wife under the bus with the kids. A lot of time,
1: so, yeah, she, <laughs> might never, she might not watch this. So I might be okay if she does. I'm in shit.
0: <laughs> um, and Barnes, you all right?
2: Yeah, been? I've uh, had an operation. I joined Adam um, Forshaw sure, for sure on the treatment table, but I'm all right now. Yeah.
0: Adonis, your camera is reversed. Sorry, I've been a bit distracted by that. You know what, Bandy? I think you're right. Um, so just talk among yourselves. Oh, there we go. Okay, well, is that better? Do I look normal now? More normal. No, that didn't help with that, but less reversed. I haven't even noticed, noticed the difference. No, no. That's how symmetrical my face is, clearly. <laughs> yeah,
1: it looks the same both ways.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Snot messing about and opening the door. Okay. hey up lads, says Paul Hunt on Facebook. Hey up Paul. Cheer me up, please. Jesus, that's Paul, going to be a challenge.
1: This is not the place to be, mate, trust
0: me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you want cheering up, you probably need to ch- try and find another podcast.
2: Yeah, the, the Doomcast.
0: Dim <laughs> Cass, even even Barney is is going to turn coat. I feel we're relying on Barney for the for the. Uh, upbeat, I said, positive,
2: positive. I said to Donnie before we went live, I'm going to turn heel tonight.
1: Turn heel, good, right? Okay.
0: There's a coming Am I storm. To be positive then? It's, mm. it's it's <laughs> Barney's going to go livid <laughs> on the club. The but what what was your tweet, Mac? Uh, if you're associate, if you're a player or you're associated with the club or the board or the players yeah, in any way. If
1: you're, way. If you're, if you're any, anything to do with the Leeds United boardroom or, or playing staff, <laughs> you probably need to fucking give it a miss tonight, to be honest, because you <laughs> may well get a good savage in. I've got a lot to say, believe it or not. And I've usually got a lot to say, and it's never that positive, even when we're doing all right. So
0: this could be a fucking long night. Um, Matt Leeds says hey guys nothing new whoever is the manager the club still makes us depressed oh we love it and welcome back all (laughs) Leeds forever says Liam B I was thinking the same says Bandy Uh, that's about my uh, my face my reversible face Um, sounds weird we we wear our badge on our hearts says Bandy yes we do and uh, Paul says my opinion for what it's worth we have behaved like big time Charlie's without backing it up. After ninth, we needed to spend some money. All right, who wants to go first? I'll come on to that, Paul. <laughs> Barney, should we get the good news? But I, I, I imagine that as dark as you can get, um, Macca is going to get darker. I, I, I
2: can't think of any good news. Mm. Can't think of any good news. That Liverpool performance, I was expecting we were going to get battered, but the way we got battered was just embarrassing. Mm. Players lacked effort, they lacked courage on the ball, they looked scared. Every time a goal went in, they were just complaining to each other. There was no camaraderie with each other. It was just, I didn't even get angry because I'm just, it's got to a point now, I'm just absolutely sick to death of it and just got used to it. Because there's just nothing to enjoy about it whatsoever. Mm. This, I mean, last last season was hard, but this season I'm not even I'm not even getting stressed about it. What'll be will be. It's not worth the effort anymore. Because if they're not going to put the effort, why should I? It's just no. Nah.
0: It felt like they were having a bit of a strop, you know, mm. like a bit an apathetic one, uh, like no feeling, no connection with the club or the project.
2: It, the thing is, uh. It seems like they've got used to losing, which is never a good habit to get into, and they just think, "Oh yeah, goal's gone in, put the ball back in the centre spot, start again." <laughs> That's what it is. Just
0: which is bizarre because actually we've been doing quite well at, at, up until we scored against Palace, and then
2: mm.
0: then it all went to shit, didn't it, Mark?
1: Yeah fuck where do you want me to start i mean we haven't been on for a while so what was the last <laughs> can we start somewhere where we won a game like forest no let's, you know we can't go that far back can we but I th- we can
0: talk about havi i think we can talk about obviously well,
1: i think i've made a, i've made a comment not so long ago saying if he'd have been in charge since the start of the season i think it was after forest looking at his win percentage and looking at how he would I felt I was playing well. I mean, you look at how we played against Forest. Admittedly, they're not great, are they? But we looked really good. I mean, look, you know, Rocker and um, uh, McKenny looked really good together in midfield. We were passing through lines. We were in good positions. We were looked threatening. Yeah, we've missed a lot of chances, which has been a criticism all season. But I actually thought, and I, and I made that comment, that if he'd have been in charge all year, we'd have been okay. We'd have been safe by now. And then literally, the Next game, just as you start to think, well, if we get something against Palace and probably we'll beat Palace, we pretty much, I reckon, the bottom three won't get more than 35 36 points this year. So we're probably a couple of wins a win, a couple of wins away from being safe. And literally, 25 minutes into the Palace game, or even half time at the Palace game, probably when they scored just before half time, it's all gone fucking rapidly downhill from then. You know, you hear tales of people fighting and fallouts and you know i looked at cooper's face during the liverpool game and he was warming up the other day. he didn't look happy he was shaking his head he was disappointed the kid's not had a game i'd argue and i think somebody's put it he's probably the second best center back we've got still but because so, of the money that they've spent on so, so. cock and, and and um investment they've made in, in strike and they keep having to play these players and the shit
0: so they're the rumours that Cooper has fallen out with the board behind the scenes yeah. and that's why he's not playing and yeah. that Rocker and Ailing had a fight yeah. at halftime at the Palace game.
1: Which you don't know what to believe, dear, you? Because when things when you get results like this, that's what starts to happen in it is people look for, it's often in the wrong areas, answers and, and, oh, this is why it happened. Something definitely went on at halftime in that game because I've never seen us capitulate like that in all the years. I think I made a comment that the last time I saw that, was when we were 4-1 up against Preston. Preston, yeah. And, and we lost 6-4, and, and it was like a joke. It was like you were watching some... It was like you were having a bad dream and you were going to wake up from it, and you could argue oh. that the Palace second half and all of the Liverpool game was the same. But if we're talking about Liverpool, the way we set out was poor. I mean, the the, <laughs> the way that Palace scored against us did well was we just stood off them and let them do what they wanted. And we did exactly the same at Liverpool. It was clearly a plan, as Cox said when he spoke after the game, to play them on the counter-attack. With what? We haven't got any pace to play them on the counter-attack. There's nobody in that team that's got any pace. So if you're going to play them on the counter-attack, have have, um, Nonto in there and have uh, Somerville Somerville in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Fucking playing them on the break with people who've got no (laughs) pace. The midfield's got no (laughs) pace. The wingers have got no pace. Sinistera turns it on when he feels like it. Um, Rodrigo's not quick. Well, actually, Rodrigo looks quick compared to the rest of them. How are you going to play him on the? I, I don't get it. It, it, it. The whole thing just sounded like you just. The, the, the Liverpool have struggled, right? They've got a, a midfield that has got a combined age of about ninety five, right? The defense isn't what it used to be. Right, the thing you can't the, Trent Alexander Arnold can't defend. Virgil van Dijk's past his best. I don't rate that Kanyate massively, right? What did we do? Let him have all the ball and play in our third. It's fucking embarrassing. I mean, and I think Rob, our our colleague and friend, said, you know, the fans know more than these idiots. You know, you can go on about managers and badges and owners and da-da-da-da-da. It's a load of shit. The people who stand there every week and watch it know more than a lot of these, apparently, experts, know more than the pundits...
0: It's, it's a joke. Um, it's, but it feels bonkers. Yeah. It felt so bonkers to me because Javi had done so well and seemed quite tactically astute. And it just seemed like to come out of nowhere. He's, he played Klopp's Liverpool when he was manager of Watford. He played them three times. He lost three times. And two of them were 5-0. And the other one was right. 3-0. Right. Um, and all three times with Watford, he played in exactly the same way. You know this Burnley Burnley style four four two sit back and let them have all the ball, and it's never worked. I I I don't know. That's
1: interesting. I was going to ask you if if you set up the same. I mean, you think he'd learn his lesson? I thought he was a bit of a tactical genius. I thought he'd got us more solid, but playing with a bit more width and playing some of our strengths. But clearly, um, (laughs) yeah, he's not learned.
2: I think against Liverpool as well. The first thirty minutes we were doing okay. But as soon as they scored, heads went down. And it felt like the players resorted to type where they were like, right, we're going to start doing Marsh ball. We're going to press everywhere. No, we're going to, we're going to try to play somebody else's ball here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it, it's probably the first time. I mean, I've been, I've tried to defend Orta since he's been here. And also the Bob, it's the first time where I've seen a mismatch of players that could not play that system because we've gone for attacking players that want to press but we're telling pressing players to sit back and you could see some players that just didn't have a clue what they wanted what they wanted to do yeah
0: they, were just, they weren't coming was, and going with it
2: no it was like a bunch of individuals that have just been mm-hmm. put on the pitch the
1: thing is it don't matter what in my opinion right and i'm not again I don't a coach or I've got badges, right? In my opinion, it doesn't matter what fucking system you play. If you've got any bollocks about you and you've got any minerals, you fucking compete and you fight and you fucking, you're good on the ball and you're tidy and you want to pass to your mates. You've got pride in how you control the ball and how you pass it. And you want to, you want to play well, surely. It's minimum. I looked at them and thought, huh. they don't care. They don't care whether they'd make a good pass or whether they help the mate out or whether, you know, yeah. when McKenny lost that ball and was on the floor, nobody helped him out as much as he's shit and a waste of space, you know, nobody helped him out. Uh, just, they've just they got no pride in the performance yeah. and they've got no pride in playing for that shirt and that that's unforgivable. Um, dreaming of you know,
0: dreaming of a transfer in the summer, maybe?
1: Well, I'll tell you now, the one that I'd aim that at, and I know Barney will have a go at me for this, but Melier, Melier is getting tapped up. Melier's head's been turned. He's fucking, I don't care what you say, I've never seen a player performance drop off as much as his... And I've never seen a player that has no attitude or application and has got no heart for the fight like him. He's embarrassing me, and I'd drop him tomorrow. I wouldn't let him play again. There's about three people in that in that team on on. Um, you know, you want to, I, you did warn people. On, like, You're really going to go for it. <laughs> listen, listen, I haven't even started yet. I, I wouldn't let three of those players play, ever again, in that shirt, trust me. Simple as that. He'd be one of them. Rasmus Christensen would be the other one and McKennie would be the other. I would, Rutter, fucking get whatever you can for him now, selling his shit. And he's got no heart and he's swapping shirts with Firmino at the end of it. Fucking embarrassment. Mm. Doesn't even look like a footballer. Hasn't created a chance, hasn't scored a goal and hasn't had a shot on goal in his 272 minutes. Record Signing my ass. And that, literally, all of this, and Barnage said it, is on Victor Orta because his ego uh, ego ruins football clubs, right? It ruined us when we got when we got bankrupt before under Ridsdale. Ridsdale's ego got the better of him and he fucking got carried away. It ruined us for 16 years, right? Victor Orta and Radrizani in Kiniya, you can tell by the way they design football shits, uh, shirts that are shit and they don't listen to fans. You can tell by the way they talk in the press. You can tell by the way Orta sh- sh- sat the board, sat the board. No Premier League without me. Fucking ego. And look where it's got you. You're in yeah. fucking trouble because your ego's got you nowhere. You've not listened to people. You've not gone and done the obvious cream of the championship. You've gone trying to do these romantic buys from Offenheim and fucking wherever, and it's not worked. And so now you've got to play them because you've you, you fully bought into spending 40 mil on Rutter, 30, whatever it was on Cock, Lorente, Rodrigo, da-da-da-da-da. You've got to player because you spent a fortune on them. And the shit. They're absolutely shit. They're not worth the shit. <laughs> Sorry, boy. You can have a you can have a say though. Don't like ask a, any
0: questions. question. Max sugarcoating it as ever. <laughs> no,
1: that's actually being nice. I've been polite.
0: Yeah. Should we should we go through the squad maybe? Um because cool. so, I wanted to do that as Which well. Ones anyway. we
1: shoot? Which ones are we gonna shoot first?
0: So let's start oh, with, with Melier, right? So conceded um from the last eleven shots on target, is that right? Um you know, and I, and I looked back at the highlights just before. Uh, because I'm a masochist, obviously. And um, I think that he probably could have saved three of the Palace goals and he probably could have done better with two or three of the Liverpool goals. (sighs) So not completely at fault, but I've written down here. I wrote down the other day when I was a bit angrier. Can't pass, no presence in the box, flapper at set pieces, accident waiting to happen when the ball's at his feet and he slows play down too much. Am I being too harsh, Barney?
2: I I don't think he's turned shit overnight. I just think that he's lacking confidence because of the defence it's got in front of him. Someone mentioned when I tweeted about it that he hasn't had a consistent defence in front of him. You've got a midfield that you can literally... I could run through that midfield. It's that shite. There's no battle in that midfield without an Adams in that midfield. How many times are you going to say midfield? Um... It's, I just, I just think that his, his confidence is shot because of the amount of errors the defense are making. Yeah, I agree. His position is not great. I don't think his passing is not great as it used to be. But I think because he's been told by Marsh to hoof it out when needed, then all of a sudden J- Javi's telling him to pass it out, where he's been learning to try pass it out. And I just, I just think his confidence is shot. I, I actually feel sorry for the lad. Yeah, he's. He's made some mistakes, but last season, for me, he kept us in some a lot of the games as well with some of his saves. I just think the whole team is so disjointed and lacking confidence. It's lacking a leader in that team. You yeah. could tell against Liverpool, no one grabs anyone by the scruff of the neck and said, come on, what are you playing at? I think I only saw a bit of passion from Cox, like trying to fight for every ball. But other than that, you need a you need a leader in that defense and it, when you do you can see a difference in melier I, I mean if Wobu was there we'd probably see a better defense but there's no communication I, I was I was watching the defense during the night we, they was so quiet there was no talking between any of the players yeah. it was like watch one of the f- first things he told as a school kid make sure you're talking to each other all the time on the pitch. Communicating, but there was nothing
0: like that. stroke's not a talker, is he? He's not no, he's not. He's quite no. quiet within himself. Melier's quiet within himself. Mm. Cut a little bit, but not really. Not really,
1: not as a centre back, not as a you, your centre piece in, in that jigsaw is, is him, really. I mean you keeper. I'm sorry, but you look at teams who are down there, right? Who's a worse keeper than him? You know, you look at that... for Everton, right? You can say what you want about him. He keeps them in games, right? And he talks, and he shouts, and he carries on. I don't you know, think that Leicester looks...
0: lad is very good. What's his name? Yeah, Danny Ward.
1: but you know, the lad that um Forest's a decent keeper, you know, but they're talking all the time and they're organizing and they're speaking. That's his job. Yeah. And if you got if he ain't got it, then fuck me, Cox's got to have it, or Stroit's got to have it, or alien has got when Aylin's not in there, you've got Rasmus Christiansen who don't speak. We bought the only Viking who haven't got any bollocks, right? they are going <laughs> about Vikings. It's know, a bit there, of a cartoon.
0: Right? He does that sort of Pontus Janssen cartoon playing to the fist pumps, playing to the crowd, but mm. he, he doesn't do any of the organisational things.
1: Lead- Pontus Janssen's got more leadership in his little toe than he's got in his old body, Christiansen. You've got Furpo that don't speak. He looks like some of a fucking Kid <laughs> Trail and the Coconuts. You know what I mean? Fucking... Get your hair shaved, grow a set of fucking testicles, and get out there and fucking fight. Prancing about dangling legs into tackles and fucking. And the thing is, Furpo's probably, you know, he'd be like most improved player for his Sunday league team, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. It's absolutely shocking. I mean, it, 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 that's your defence. That's where you bought. That's where you, your hard man is. That's where your leader is. That's where your communicator is. That's where your captain generally sits. We haven't got a leader in there. I look along midfield, there's not a leader in there. You know, you look at Bamford's one of the most polite footballers you'll ever meet, and, and people go, Oh, yeah, but he's rubbish or oh, he's not scoring. Without him, and no wonder, you know, Bielsa's not a genius for her. Without him, we look short. There's nobody holding the ball up. Rodrigo's not going to get behind people often enough to cause him any headaches. And and people said it this week if you'd have kept Joffy and and sp- saved 40 mil, spunking 40 mil on Rutter, I'd have been happy with that because Rutter's shown me nothing to suggest he's a footballer, let alone a 40 million pound. Record signing football. I'd rather have Joffy in there, as bad as he was. You know, he, I like. I I,
2: to... I can see a good player I've It's just been coming on for the last ten minutes in games that is already out of our reach. I don't. I don't. I don't think he knows what he's meant to do either when he comes on. He does some pressing now and again. And then all of a sudden he'll just sit back and I just his think that dragged he's
1: dragged over his hands and he's fucking. He's, he's pathetic. I mean, I listen. I won't. I will give away my sauce, but. He turns up to Ellen Road, or, or the training ground, right, with fucking 700-pound Louis Vuitton fucking hairy slippers on. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe, maybe I'm fucking too old for this shit anymore. Maybe my generation <laughs> finished with this shit. Trust me, even the young kids who are 15 and 16 and 17 who are there are going, what the fuck is he doing? He wears his pajamas, he's <laughs> got a thought patch, with fluffy slippers on. Fuck him off. That's enough for me. How is that gonna go on a pitch and fight to win your football matches? Look at how he dresses. Look at that photograph they put that way. He looked like an ice cream. He looked like a Neapolitano. <laughs> fuck him off. If he even turns up to your meeting with Victor Otto dressed like that, right? Fucking put the checkbook away, Victor. You know, dress. Come to Leeds United and dress for the occasion. do Not dress like a fucking ice cream in your fluffy slippers and expect to get a fucking contract for being record signing. It's a fucking joke, man.
0: I I just think you've got to be putting putting the ball in the net frequently to be to be probably looking like that. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, if you've got the swagger, <laughs> you've got the swagger on the pitch. Do what you want off it.
0: Right. If, if, if Rafinha turned up like that. It'd be okay, yes, wouldn't I, it? Probably. I
1: still frown upon it. I still frown at it. But yeah, you, you you can you can buy some credit, but fucking Al Rutter.
0: Oh me. I think he's probably, he's probably three a, years he, away from being effective for us, and that's the that's the problem. But I th- I think we just we spent you know we spent two and a half years on this podcast saying look at Phillips, look at how like much that. look at how much we need Calvin Phillips, look at the win like percentage that. when we don't have Phillips. Yeah. You well. know. And then what did we do? We sold Phillips. And we brought in Rocker and R- mckenney and Rutter.
2: Talking Phillips, he looks, he looks a shadow of himself. saw him come uh-huh. on against Leicester. And he looked like a player that he was either out of his depth or didn't know what he was meant to be doing. But he, he looked slow. He didn't He didn't get on the ball as much. He was... A lot of the time, fans, when he was playing at Leeds, were saying it was all sideward, sideward passing, backward passing, wasn't well, threatening enough, making that dangerous ball. And that's what he was doing for Man City. Looks, looked like a passenger. Mm.
0: Well, um, I think, it, you know, not everybody can get sort of, quickly get used to Pep's style, can they? I oh. think Calvin kind of needs an arm around him every now and then. Anyway, uh, Liam a B. Uh, a few medals, that's it few of your comments then. Bandy says uh, on YouTube, Prince of Darkness, tell us what you really think. There you oh, go, Matt. I started yet. Trust me, I've not started. Gauntlet laid down. Uh, Liam B, you play the way the coach tells you. If that goes wrong, then the coach would be to blame. But the Leeds players were all playing for themselves and totally forgot the team. Great point, Liam. A-speed, substandard, board mentality, skill, passion, fight, spirit, manager. But most of all, is the respect for us fans and paul hunt on facebook says spot on mate we have behaved big time and ignored the man who brought us back so fucking leads
1: it Is somebody said to me the other day <sighs> why are people so disappointed in what's going on because this is what we do you know just as we looked like we were going to be there for the long long haul with Dale and O'Leary, and and you know wilkinson won the title and then fucking sacked, you know, 18 months later because we couldn't win a raffle. You know, Ridsdale ruined us when we looked like we were going to be top four, five, six every year. This is Leeds. Get used to it. Stop Mm -hmm. dreaming and pretending we're going to be this brilliant club that's going to be run well. And God knows why it happens to us, but we're cursed, man. And, and, you know, anybody anybody who thinks anything different, well, you better go watch another sport or pick another team because this is it. 51 years, mate. 40 years watching them. It's always been like this. So get used to it, enjoy it, or don't.
0: We do love a good moan, though. I feel like it's like a big steak. You know, you can just tear it apart.
1: I I, I think my disposition would be very different if I supported a good football team. It wouldn't be the same. I'd be a different person. It's character building, but also I like to have a good ramble, a good, a good, um, yeah, fucking moan. So yeah, good
2: for me. I'll moan when it's when it's needed to moan. Like now, I'll moan, Mm. but when when we were winning, there was always someone, oh, well, we should have done this. Well, fuck's sake, we're winning. We, we, we've won a game. Just enjoy it because you're not going to enjoy it that often. And I felt over the last week or so, I mean, Twitter's not everything to go by, but it feels like a lot of fans saying, I told you so. Well, that's not helping anyone in this situation. People will change their opinion over time. They don't just say, right, that's my opinion, and I'm not going to change it. And maybe... Maybe I was wrong with certain things about the board and about recruitment, but I was thinking long-term and by the looks of it, long-term has made us shitter more than anything.
0: Mm. Uh, But I I, I think, like, I know what you mean. Like, I really enjoy your positivity, Barney. And, uh, you know, you can't gauge really... Twitter is no gauge of anything, really, because there's a whole bunch of people who, if you met them in real life, A, they wouldn't be that fucking mean to you to your face and and B you you probably wouldn't have as much respect for their opinion as you do from just words on a screen. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about it. But I do and I do share some of your positivity in the recruitment. I just I think that we needed a core of, you know, whether it be cream of the championship or experienced Premier League players who can perform right now and do get us through games that we need them to. I mean, Ver- Verbo was exactly the kind of player that we needed. Captain of Salzburg, leadership, uh, positionally astute, yelling at people all the time when they're not doing the wrong thing. And they're frequently not doing the wrong thing in this team. So there was a lot of yelling and take him out and look how the leadership that we lack and Adam's the same. But if you look at some of the, some of the recruitment, Nanta Somerville, Greenwood, Gelhart, Rutter, I think in three or four years' time, that is a core team that maybe could take you to the next level, but that's not what we needed, especially after finishing 17th by two goals.
1: (laughs) Nobody spends that much money on a kid that's going to get you somewhere in three years' time, because that's how you get relegated. You know, if you're spending the amount of money we spent on Rutter and others, you know, I'm not just digging him out. There's plenty of others in there. You, you want the, pretty much a ready-made product. And that's the problem with Victor Otter. In it, it? also made half of his signings a lot better. Otherwise, they would have been suspect as well. He made a player that I didn't rate previously, Phillips, and I'll be honest about it, uh, into a completely different prospect. You know, you look at how Bamford was at Middlesbrough. He was fucking lost. And, you know, I wouldn't say he was brilliant at Leeds. Suddenly, he's, he's you know, one of the most prolific strikers and he's a pivotal part of a team. You know, and we don't want to keep going on about the it house because it's done and it's dusted and all that. But ultimately, it's same thing. The ego, I, I, I'll compare it to Tony Iboa. Tony Iboa should have retired at Leeds, right? Uh, or certainly should have had a stint at Leeds that lasted many years. He was, you know... Everybody was frightened of him. Every defender was frightened of him. Scored amazing goals. People always say, he scored brilliant goals, but he didn't score. He did score a lot of tap-ins. He did get in good positions. He did take people on and and finish in the bottom corner. Same as Bielsa. You know, he he had a lot of credit in the bank. And I was one, you know, people say, oh, you're two-faced because you were saying that it's hard to go to games every week, watch us get beat 7-0, 4-1, 5-0, you know, and, and say that there's something not wrong. But as we've heard more recently, the club never backed him. He we did. He did want to bring in a nine, a ten, and a centre back, and wasn't allowed to. And he almost brought in. They, they bought Dan James in as a bit of a you know peacemaker for that. Um, it wasn't about him wanting a small squad so it's the PR and let's be honest that's what Radrazani does he's a PR man so it's the PR that you hear out in the field that you think oh well fair enough you know he wants a small squad it's gone wrong it's a load of shit we didn't back him and I think that's an ego thing because actually what R- or and all these people who want all the credit will be thinking is oh we're not getting a- nothing's been shone on us no lights are being shone on us all people are going on about is what a god be elsewhere is they're not painting um you know, murals of, of Radrizani or Or in Leeds, what they're doing is painting things of Bielsa all over the city. That's the fucking ego that kills you. Rather than think, let's enjoy it and, and, and everybody gets to win here and bask in the glory because of his investment in the team and the way he is. What they think is, Well, what about me? I I, I should I'm important in this, you know what I mean? I'm the one mm. that brought him in. Oh. It doesn't fucking matter. It's but... all about the What happens on the dance floor every Saturday or whatever, and the fans, that's all that matters. And these people get carried away with themselves and it leads to where we are now, which is for the second season in a row, we said it last year, we don't want to be down here. We've got less points than we had at this point last year. We're starting to concede goals. Like I said it this week, the the, the record for conceded goals in a month is 20 in February 22, which must have been just before Bielsa went.
0: That was Bielsa, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's we're on sixteen now. We've got three games left this month, so we're about to break some fucking fantastic records that we've got here. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> the goals we concede, points we're going to get this season. We've got a, what's the we're about to we've got an equal record to Derby, with the worst team in the the worst team in Premier League history. For,
0: yeah, t- conceding um, to, conceding five or more goals two home yeah. games in a row.
1: That's a derby record with the worst team and got relegated with about eighteen points or something. Yeah. So we're doing really well, aren't we? We've gone in the right direction since we
0: finished ninth and mm. got rid of Bielsi, you know what one, I mean? Didn't one, back him and then got rid of him. One fewer point than last season. Exactly.
1: Which was shocking. And and th- that is on and this is why we said don't listen if you're from the playing staff or the board, because there's only it's not the fans' fault. It's not you know, anybody else's fault and it's not it's the recruitment and it's the it's the lack of desire in the players that we've got. It's the fact that, you know, people can slag Aileen off and Cooper and say they're not listen, they'd fight for the team, they would have a you know, they would be distraught, you know, they would they would put their all on the line. Whatever their all is, it might not be good enough, but they would give it. Fucking hell, Strike's not giving it. Rasmus Christensen's not giving it. McKenny's not giving it. Um, you know, there's plenty in that team. Sinistera listen... Match winner on his day, but I think he picks and chooses when he turns up. McKenny gave up when it wasn't going well for him. He looked great against Forest because we are looking, we did well, and we were keeping the ball. And we look when it goes when it's when it's backs against the wall time he gives up. And I told you when he came, he was unfit. You know they, they got rid of him out of Turin so that the Italians had pasta and and pizza to eat because he'd eaten the fucking lot. You look at his body BMI; it was bigger than mine. Um, and I'm not a professional athlete. I'm 51. I've probably got less body mass um, body fat than him. He <laughs> looked a fucking
0: mess. And, and, and on my on my made. notes here, I've got McKenney miserable bastard. Shit without shit without we Adams. Got,
1: we only got to Melia on the squad, and I know, out.
0: yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to bring it back <laughs> slowly. Miserable bastard. Shit without Adams. Uh, without Adams yelling at him like a fucking cox, like oh. you know, you know that those guys on the front of the boats. It's like, go on, go, come on, come on, come on. Two,
1: three, go. Two,
0: yeah, him. yeah.
1: He stroke, came in for a good stroke, mate. Yeah, yeah. He'd be better. He came here for a good time with his mates. That's yeah. what he came here for. Now, now Marsh has gone, and Adams is in the team. He's fucking give up, simple as.
0: Um, but just something that that you touched on, Barnes, is that positivity. And and I, and I just think that you know you're a fan as well. So you're not you're not going to be objective, are you? You're not you know you're not a data right. analyst. You're not a football analyst. You're first foremost you're a Leeds United fan, and you back the players. And I feel like now they've sort of given you the green light to criticise them because they didn't put their end of the bargaining mm. by not fighting.
2: I mean, even under Marsh, when we were losing, you could still see some effort in those players. I'm not saying Marsh, Marsh is the answer, because <laughs> the answer by, by no way. But you can What's see, the you Marsh. Could still.
0: <laughs> Marsh is the new Bielsa now. Mention Marsh, you know, the good old days you know, the of Marsh. Remember that? I hate,
1: I hate Marsh, but we didn't get swatted every week. No, you know, and we, you
2: could, you could see, we even if we were or... losing, we would still see players <laughs> fighting, mm. and the energy from the players against Liverpool. There was one where um, Rasmus was doing a, a backflip, a flick to, um, yeah. I think it was, <laughs> <Backflip>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to Harrison. <laughs> and he lost so the ball me. and all of a sudden liverpool are on the break and they score within two passes mm. but the lack of effort from harrison of all players and robson to get back and fight for that ball there was not absolutely jockey. nothing and then yeah, someone shared bit. the video when when we were playing wigan in the championship there were like literally nine players back fighting to get the ball back and and i'm not saying go back to be else we need to start for me we need to think stop thinking about what would be else to do but these were the, some of those players were used but they they were trained to death and they were so fit but we we seem to lack fitness now as well and that was yeah. one of our pluses in that in
0: our squad and enthusiasm and energy like you talk yeah. about not tracking back purpose so bad for that if you watch mm-hmm. him he just it's so slow. He's, he's mm. he just kind of given up. You know, when you're just like, oh, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to look like i You know, when, when you're at work and, uh, uh, you know, you're in an entry-level job and there's nothing to do, uh, but the <laughs> boss comes around <laughs> and you try to pretend you that you're doing something.
1: That's what football looks
0: like. He's not shuff, very good.
1: Shuffling some, shuffling some papers around. <laughs> <laughs> opening, opening, opening and shutting your drawer. Yeah.
2: You
0: found out what I do now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Paul Hunt on Facebook. We chucked our uniqueness and principles, maybe for cash. Bielsa knew us better than the board, gutted. Uh, Michael Gott uh, on YouTube. Heard on another podcast today. There aren't any other Leeds (laughs) podcasts. We can't really claim that now. We're not doing three three a week. They're all all Uh, shit, yeah. A pinch of salt. Uh, that If we stay up, Radrazani will pick up 400 plus million. That's in total, though. They've already paid something like 200 uh, from the 49ers Enterprises. If we go down, Rad's will only get 100 plus million. And he also doesn't have to sell. Well, they, they don't have to buy as well, I don't well, think.
2: I think that Rad's will sell no matter what, even if we, we are relegated. Because it's quite obvious, and he said already, he can't afford to fund this club anymore.
0: Mm. Got too many bogeys to eat. Fucking <laughs> 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 terrible. Sorry about that reference. Uh, if you haven't seen the the video on Twitter of him uh, picking a bogey and eating it, uh, that, that was a highlight of the Liverpool game for me. <laughs> there weren't too many, so you have to make what you can. Right, I'm going to get through this list if it if it kills me. Oh, Rasmus, please. nowhere near the level. Strauss, yep. still a kid, and as we mentioned earlier, quiet. No. How many caps way, has he got? way too quiet. Not a caps a
1: strike got. I mean, he looked like mm. a promising defender. He's lost it since he had his hair cut off. He must be like
2: Samson. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, now he's married now as well, isn't he? That's probably. Oh, well, that's why. Yeah. I, told you, I fucking told you. She's yeah. I mean, Donnie, yeah.
1: done it the wrong time to say this, mate. But just don't do it, mate. Honestly, it kills you. That pain in your side is not a fucking um, hernia, Barney. It's because you're married. I, I get it every night. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, she'll listen to this, so I might not have to sleep with one eye open for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, an advertisement for marriage that cock uh, needs verba. Uh, Ailing, old, old, past still it. Be,
1: he's, still, he's still better. He's better on one leg than fucking Christensen. trust me.
0: Yeah, I said just loads of things. Well, these are my notes. Uh, still our best right back, uh, but his mistakes, you know, bizarrely tend to lead to chances um, and chances. Seem to lead to goals at the moment, uh, which is maybe a reflection of the system and the ability to cope with mistakes. As soon as there is any kind of overload, it gets punished. I did have some caveats, by the way. I put some. You know, we used to do that thing: the good, the bad, and the caveat. Um, oh. that Palace scored with their their four shots on target in the second half. You know, they're not always going to do that. Shipkeeper.
1: Let's go back to number squad number one. <laughs> back to Melier. Kick that dead Shipkeeper. horse a few more times. Yeah, shitkeeper.
0: Can't um, be asked. Liverpool score with their six shots on target, including the one that sort of bounced off Jota's shin. Uh, and um, and when we ben beat Melier, uh when we beat Liverpool, <laughs> when we beat Melier on that podcast, when we beat Liverpool, uh, he made he did make nine saves. I just don't think job. we can be relying on him to make sort of nine world-class oh. saves every game if we want it's to get fucking, anything out of it. That's
1: his fucking job. You know what I mean? It's, that's, what, that's what keepers and, are supposed to do. I don't. Know that's what, back. Mac, is not, oh, Mac
0: has gone full
1: Roy Keane. <laughs> you, he made nine saves. Wow, fucking great. That's his job. That's what he gets paid to do. Fucking <laughs> hell, he made nine saves. Great. You know, the, the lad I watch, obviously <laughs> a big Napoli fan, and, and their keeper won them. AC Milan's keeper won them that that um, yeah. quarterfinal over two legs. That's his fucking job. And he loved it. And he was enjoying it. What's so he what, fucking pouting around and fucking miserable and doing that silly thing with his feet where he looks like he's going to kick it one way. Whoa, you're going to kick it another way. Whoa, 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 don't do that. Just fucking concentrate on kicking it to your own man. Right, stop dancing around. Stop doing that with. I'm going to throw it that way. I'm going to throw it that. Way. Uh, uh, oh, oh no! Fuck off! Just fucking throw it to somebody. Dial To be fair, he needs to distribute quickly. And he's doing that.
0: It's like, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, I have. Do you remember when he used to just kick it over Dan James' head? <laughs> <laughs> to it's be fair, it's slightly better than that.
1: Oh, it's not. It's terrible. Fucking, I hate French people. <laughs> <laughs> no, French, <laughs> not bad.
0: Silly French bastard. Right then. Better read some comments out. Uh, not um, the squad yet. Let's,
1: let's slag the squad off. Come <laughs> Wait.
0: Uh, Leah B. They give up after Liverpool' third goal. The team had accepted they were going to lose, so no effort from them saving themselves for the next game. Well, I hope so. They should oh, have well. plenty in the tank, Liam, for the next game. Who are we playing? Fulham cloud. away. That was the socks cloud. off.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah,
0: you never know. Yeah. Um, Matt Leeds, uh, why does the club not feel as close as it did? We felt like a family. You know what, Matt? Oh. That's a very good point. And this is something that I wanted to say. I listened to a very good uh, book the other day. It was about storytelling and the the. Introduction was about how you know your body basically needs food to grow and your sort of psyche, your consciousness, needs stories to grow. And this is why they're like um so formulaic. You know what I mean? Like you've got this sort of idiot who's a complete loser, just the absolute average person, and they end up by the end of the story being the hero. And that makes all of us sort of idiots, average losers feel like we could be the hero in our own lives. You know what I mean? And Bielsa gave us that. He took this bunch of fucking average shit losers, 13th in the championship to ninth in the Premier League, playing the best football that we've ever seen, a lot of us. And that story drew us in and was so, you know what I mean? But now the story is, you know, (laughs) the owner eating his bogeys. (laughs) 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 uh, uh, Arthur looking like he's on crack you know, no humility at all sort of pulling funny faces at the crowd Angus writing about communism comparing the the woes of multi-millionaire football (laughs) owners to (laughs) communism Uh,
2: Also also as well, Angus looks like He's always got that face on him where he's, it looks like he's walked in on his wife having sex with his best mate <laughs> He's always like, "What is that barney, what's that face?" Like that. <laughs> I don't know what that face is like there's this, he's, there's, he, it's always the same expression he doesn't really smile it's just like <laughs> Like that
1: yeah, yeah he't don't, he don't, he's got no he's got nothing about him as that makes you think, yeah he's, he's a good guy. He's a bit like, you know, he reminds me of a little bit, without the kind of shots, walking on your wife shagging. It um, reminds me of a guy I just could not associate with at all. What was David Haig? So the minute from GFH where they were like, oh, he's a big Leeds fan, he's been the Leeds fan, I, I just thought he was a fraud, and I thought Angus has been a fraud since he walked through the door because, you know... Um, well, the, kit, the kits haven't helped. I've got to be honest, but I won't get started on kits because it's going to be bad enough. But, you know, this kind of arrogance and this all oh, yellow kits don't sell and fuck off. You know mm. I mean? If you were at West Ham before, you know, you were probably telling West Ham I'd do it another, you know, club with heritage and, and fans who really care. And, you know, these people come, they move around jobs, you know, like what's his name, um, you know they they all move around jobs and come into your club and tell you how it is it's like fuck off we'll tell you how it is because we've been here years and we know what it's
0: about so you know I don't see them wearing tie-dye suits or pajamas to meetings to board meetings or interviews so clearly they understand that the importance of clothes as being like you know elevating to you and if I was a player I wouldn't want to wear a fucking tie-dye kit (laughs) The, looking with like the a piece of shape of a masturbating penis on it,
1: looking like looking like a bishop's finger.
0: Fucking hell! Fucking
1: hell! Stinking, stinking bishop's finger cheese. Top. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Do you know what? Do you know what? Um, the thing is, if you know, you know, right? Yeah. They've pissed people off in the community. They've pissed local schools off. You know what I mean? It's arrogance and it's ego. And it, as I've said before, with Midstail and all the others, that's what kills you. That's mm. what eventually brings your house down. And that's
0: exactly what we're seeing now. Um, so as, sad as it is it's to true. answer that question matt that the reason why we don't feel close and we don't feel a family is because the the board completely alienated themselves that we be we had bielsa who was a shield for the board and a shield for a lot of stuff that went on and the players he took it every everything on board and he brought everybody together but then we had marsh who threw the players under the bus first chance he could in press conferences And um, acted like a sort of used car salesman the rest of the time. And that divided people. Some people loved him, some people hated him. But either way, it's divisive. And now you've got the players not playing for the shirt. So that's, you know, you have to present, if you're a football club, you have to present as a united front. The board have to Albert, be on the same page as the manager have to be on the same page as the players. And then the you know, that that's the when the real magic happens and the fans get behind it and it you become swept up part of a story. And and for you know, me I, it's, I mean it's
2: for me, yeah, I hate losing. But under Bielsa, under the board, there was one one united way that we were gonna go we we're gonna it's through thick and thin ups and downs. But I think being in the premier league it sort of dilutes that every single season it's more about getting more money it's about getting the the next best player to come into the into the into the the team but you know that that those players are just coming like ruta he's not coming and think right i'm going to build a legacy i'm going to be the next hero of leeds united prime example each swap shirts for liverpool player He wants to meet his heroes. He doesn't want to make himself a hero. He wants to meet his heroes and say, I've played in the Premier League because I know that's the best league in the world. Before you know it, he'll move to another Premier League team. And it's it's getting to a point where I, I don't really like football anymore. It's not because we're losing all the time. It's because it just feels so stagnated. And so if you're not in the top six in the Premier League, for the rest of the season, you're just fighting it out. And the quality of the, the games as well are not great either.
0: Mm.
2: It's not great. So you're fighting it out for, to get to the 40-point 40, uh, 40 mark and then hopefully you can have a good season. But such other than a that... Great,
0: such a great point about Ritter. Such a great point. He's just not ready. He's not ready to step up and be the man. Mm. Take it on board his shoulders and be the star, like Rafinha did. You
2: like Willian like, well, yeah, he He's yeah. such, he stepped up and said, right, mm. I'm going to fight... For- I'm, I'm living the dream here I'm, i shouldn't be in the premier league but i am i'm going to live i'm going to fight for every ball but ruta is not that player for me yeah.
1: the, thing is, the thing is if you're going to build a squad that reflects the, the place that you play right you know that humility that kind of um you know that nanto's got and that others have got you know obviously Rafini was a completely different proposition right but surely in that recruitment phase, you must look at people and think, right, they're going to fit in. And I think that when you look at the integrity that that pre, you know, Bielsa, you know, that question about why have we lost that unity? It's because it was transient. You know, the minute it wasn't working out for Bielsa, they got rid of him. You know, Victor Orte definitely sells Leeds United as a stepping stone for players. You can tell by the way they come in. You know, for me, Rafina had... One good season and about half a dozen good games the second season. He saved us towards the end of the season. I, you know I slagged him off thinking he was clocking off at times, right? What Victor is doing is selling the dream of coming to Leeds as being a stepping stone for these players to do well for a couple of seasons. With the Leicester model. Fuck off. We're Leeds United. We don't need to copy off Leicester. You know, the, the Leeds United model is you come here, you make a hero of yourself over four years, and then you go on and do amazing things. Not one year, two year, then you're already looking out the door and, you know, where's my next big move coming from after you've played, you know, one good season. That ain't good enough for me. And Victor Orta's not selling this club or this city well enough. That's his, biggest, that's his biggest sin. Never mind the mistakes he's made. Everybody makes mistakes playing, you know, buying players. It's a really expensive and a really precarious business. But he's not selling this city because he's not from this city. That's what I find really difficult because... If you've got somebody who really gets this city and gets the people, you know, it, it gets the kind of communities and gets the way that we've been built to, to, to operate and our habits and behaviours, then you sell that to a player and you bring in players of that ilk. What we've got now is a complete shit show because he's not fucking doing that. He's bringing in players, telling them, Oh, you play for us for a season, you do really well. You'll get a Rafina move and you'll get a you'll go play for Barcelona. That's not the way you sell a club like Leeds United. You know, we're bigger than that, we're better than that. And if you haven't got that pride in your city, that civic pride in this city, fuck off and go work for somebody else. You know, you look at Brighton, you know, their recruitment model, you know, they're not underselling themselves. They're 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 Bringing, you know, knowing that players are going to want to move on, looking at Kushirella and thinking he's not actually that good. We'll get a better player in, you know, get sixty million for him. We're not doing that. You know, it's a completely false, false economy. And and somebody's put in the thing, and I think it was Liam B. had said about um just to finish on that that pride in who we are and what we are in our history and this, you know, legacy, what do they call it? Um, They were talking about AC Milan's one yesterday, like a um, historic kind of club, you know, that's why they deserve to go through and that's why they beat people like Napoli in quarterfinals because they can expect to win. Um, You know, and and I think that there's two games, the two games, Palace and um, Liverpool, right? the 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 Palace game was kind of associated a little bit to Chris and Kev, right? It, it was still it was still sort of you know. Um paying our respects to them and and, and what have you. And you haven't got a team that can turn up and play for them two lads who got killed following their team. That That's the simple reality of it, right? As a Leeds lad who's proud of my city, proud of everything about my city, not just a football club, that's a fucking embarrassment that you can't go out and play your heart out for them two lads who got killed following their team, got murdered
0: following their team. Fucking In front of the fun. families that were sitting in the stands. In
1: front of the families that were sitting in the stand. There you go. Norman Hunter. Liverpool game was there to commemorate the uh, was it a year two year or years passing of Norman Hunter passing? Two, you can't go. Norman Hunter would have been fucking embarrassed about every single one of you out on that pitch. That's the fact. You can't go out there in front of all of them Leeds fans who the atmosphere was absolutely electric for the first five or ten minutes, wasn't it? Until we realized we were going to sit back and invite Mm -hmm. Liverpool on and let them fucking play and have a good time, have a party at Ellen Road. That's the the point. You can't even, in your mind, historically or generationally think, actually, we're going out there for more than just a football match, more than just, you know, we're going out there for those families. We're going out there to show what... Nobody got booked against Liverpool. If I'd have been playing, I'd have been off after about 60 minutes because I'd have launched somebody up in air. A (laughs) fucking idiot dancing around the midfield who's supposed to be a right-back, Trent Trent Alexander-Arnold. He'd have got launched up in air. He can't defend, and we let him play in midfield. We were that shit. Put him at right back and have somebody running at him. He can't defend. It's been proven. That's why he didn't get picked for England. But we let him play in midfield and let him do what he wanted. He'd have got kicked up in air. Firmino. he got kicked up in air. Uh, Fucking nobody got booked. That's how pathetic we are. And that's that's a, a game to commemorate the you know the passing of one of our most you know loyal and and um, you know our hard man if you want you know Norman Hunter. That's how much they're connected to this club. Those players. That that's Victor Otter. But that's also on them as individuals and as personalities.
0: Barney, did you want to say something about Leeds and the?
2: Well, Leeds is going to be the city of the culture soon, and it's the fastest growing city in Europe. And we don't look like a football team that should be anywhere near that at the moment. No. It, uh, the, what uh, what um, Rads was trying to do was trying to get the the club and the city together it feels like it's that's going away again it's forgotten about the real roots about leeds united and what it stands for
0: speaking of the uh year of culture or city of culture 2023 that leaked kit looks good doesn't it <laughs> 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 don't get me started on kits it's not the right
1: time right yeah yeah To
2: be fair,
0: the white one looks nice
1: with the yeah, peacock in yeah
0: yeah getting the peacock in uh-huh. um just for us because they love us because we're so they, complimentary. And, regular you know. regular listeners. They take on board yeah. a lot of uh, a lot hey, of our Allison. feedback.
1: Hi Hello, yeah. yeah. Morning, Angus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um uh, Morning, Rock, so I've gone back to my list here. Uh Rocker, hothead. Good at passing, that's it, shit set pieces. I
2: I I really like Rocker, but I think <laughs> he's too good for the players around him. He's on another level to where those players should be, and I think that's why he gets it, it. That the sort of player he, he is was never going to work in a marsh system, because he's one of those players that likes to spread the ball about. Now he's got that chance to do that, but the players simply are not on his level. He's far too good for the players around him. I was watching him against Liverpool, and he's he's quite vocal, and he's always telling players to calm down. He's always telling where which positions. That always helps
0: me when somebody yells "calm down" in my face. (laughs) I feel I feel positively zen. Yeah, I'm not stressed. (laughs) All
2: right. Have you tried meditation?
0: I just I just think his his strengths don't match what we need. I think you know the reason why he was good at Bayern is because they have all the possession for every single game of their league season and so he can just sit back quite like Trent Alexander Arnold was doing actually and just make you know 1,000 passes and look sort of really skillful doing it but to, to me he's not he doesn't have the sort of defensive vision and grit um, that we need at the moment to sort of dominate midfield in the way that Phillips was doing or even in the way to a, a a lesser extent that Adams has been doing. Hmm. God, we miss Adams so badly. I just don't think he can defend that well. That's all. I, I, he's got, he's just great at passing. He can pick a, pick a pass. He's got really got vision passing. He can even do like through balls, like great through balls, 40, 50 yard through balls to set, send somebody in behind, which is what we should have been doing against Liverpool. Um, but I don't feel like he can command a midfield in the same way that Phillips or Adams does, and neither can McKennie. So now you've got two defensive midfielders who can't really play defensive midfield.
1: Yeah, well, to, to quote the to quote the Rhinos, you know another great Leeds um, institute. You know the, the, when they had the golden generation, they always describe it as they created an environment where everybody could thrive. And I think what you're seeing now is the complete opposite of that. Where we've created an environment where nobody's thriving, you no know, nobody's looking better, nobody's doing what they should be doing. But also, as a you know, we talked about centre halves before that it's a it's a team thing. You know, you have a centre half who goes and wins headers and one who stands off and reads the game. Um, you know, plays like almost sweeper. Same as centre mid. I played centre mid all my life. You know, and. and it's exactly the same thing. You have a player that will, you know, you you work as a team together in there to to control the centre of that pitch. And what we're seeing now is that that ain't happening. And I actually, weirdly, for a very brief moment, thought against Forest, that's it. McKenny and Rocker are the ones, but obviously they had a good day. And since then, it's not looked right. You know, um, I think Rocker, I'm like Barney, it's like Rodrigo. I think Rodrigo's better than what we've got. I think Rocker's better than what we've got. But, at some point, you've got to stamp your authority on the games. I think there's times you know Rodrigo against Liverpool, I thought was awful, and and that's the disappointment is when in a game where you need him to stand up, he doesn't. And Rocker didn't. And you know, you sometimes you've got to apply yourself to what you've got in front of you rather than oh well, I'm a I'm a uh, you know creative passing uh, momentum controlling midfield player. If you look at somebody like Oli Decor, he could do everything. You know, he could pass, he could create, he could mm. get stuck in, he could you know player that holding midfielder, he could be box to box. This kind of stereotyping and pigeonholing a players annoys the shit out of me. You know, that's what he does. So what he, he can't do that this week he's gonna have to do something
0: different. Mm. Um it's annoying. Well that that was a quick question by Michael Gott. Do you give Javi any slack as it's not his team? Yeah, and I was just really? th- th- yeah. Yeah, thinking, yeah, you absolutely. know, the last time a Leeds manager successfully played in the style that he's playing, which is Give the other give the opposition all the possession and sit back and don't try and press, even not even in midfield. Let them have it all the way up until your box and just sit in your box. That's George Graham style football. And I was looking back at the team that George Graham yeah, exactly. did that with, and you yeah. had Nigel Martin, you had Gary Kelly, you had Ian Hart, you had Lucas Radaby. He played six defenders and then he played uh Lee Boyer. In front of them, who's also was very good at defending, but just had that box-to-box mentality. And then he had three forwards. So even when it was successfully done, that style of play, you had incredibly good defenders that we just don't have. And wow. leaders, leadership all the way across the pitch, including Nigel Martin, who'd yell at everybody, including Lucas Radeby, one of the best captains in our history, one of the best defenders in our history, including Kelly, Wore his heart on his sleeve. I mean, he bleeds Leeds United. Um, and yeah, anyway, Barney.
1: He also had Brian Dean up front. And if yeah. you're going to play that way, you've got to have a player who can hold the ball hold up, up front and occupy two or three defenders. And we haven't got that either. So Dino. it's not just about the components at the back. It's, it's about what you've got up front. You know, oh. Dino, Leeds lad, physical, strong, never a quarter given um, you know, could win headers, hold the ball. Up. We, we 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 haven't got the, the the component parts to do that. And I do give him some slack for, um, you know, for the fact it's not his team and he's been brought in and unthank. You know, it's a, a thankless task in a way. But I just don't understand how against Forest we look like we had all those things. We look like we could press you know, all around the pitch and pick good passes and, you know, create a lot of chances. Mm. I, I don't understand why he's changing it so much. It's almost like Ranieri when people accused him of being a tinkerman. where it's like, don't mess with it too much. You know, let's be frank, you know, for all the negativity we've said, we should be, I think we could beat leicester i think we can beat fulham i think we can be you know despite all this is football fans illness in it you know every cloud has a silver lining i think we can still get enough points <laughs> to stay up because there's three four poor teams in there you look at bournemouth i mean bournemouth were down six games ago and they'd beat uh-huh. you know liverpool to, to pick on the liverpool game you look at who they've played they lost three 0 to wolves they got beat by bournemouth you know, but you know why, though? Because people, they went out and had a go at them. We didn't. We mm. literally just gave the game to them. Whether we scored that goal and it brought us back in, it, it, it's pointless. You can't pick up from starting slowly and suddenly start playing a different pace of game. We should have gone at them for minute one. The minute we started to put pressure on Cunyate and uh, um, Arnold, they gave the ball away and we scored. And then we went back to, right, we're going to sit back and let you have Absolutely terrible. And that's 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 what I can't forgive uh, Gracia for because he's tinkering too much. You know, we've got enough, even with everything I've said, to probably finish above three teams in that league. And we're, we're going to end up fucking throwing it away if we're not careful.
0: Bans, can I just ask you for your final thoughts, Justin? Because I feel like Max's got a lot more to give. So oh, we, we might. Not
1: yet. We're not going. Yeah, if Ronnie wants to go, he can go. We're fucking. You're all staying and you're staying for the fucking night. Yeah. <laughs> I might get I another think... beer.
2: I, I think we'll get a draw against Fulham. I think we'll beat Leicester. I think uh, Dean Smith is such an overrated manager. Um, I think we've got... The thing is, I know we're the the, the, um, the players tonight, but I think it is a decent squad if it's managed right. And Javi needs to play to their strengths. We've got some really attacking players some with pace. We need to go out and show that rather than sitting back and hope for the best and get that late goal and get a result. I don't think that's the players we've got that can't happen. I think Javi's got the nous enough to, he's got the tactics there, yeah. But I think he needs to understand that the, the squad he's got will not fit the system he's trying to play. He needs to go for the strengths of what we've got in the
0: squad. I love that you call him Javi, by the way. None of this pretentious... other name. Not this pretentious <laughs> attempt at Spanish. Javi, Javi, Javi Gracia. Javi Gracia.
1: I just ask something before you go, Barney, as well. I know you've got to go, but because you go, you know, more often than than I or Donny. But what's your thought, really quickly, on leaving early uh, and booing?
2: I'm leaving perceived early
1: yeah. to, Perceived to not be getting behind the team.
2: Leaving early, I have no problems with. I I think for me, people have got their own way of venting their anger uh, against the team. They can stay and boo. They can leave early, shout at the players. I mean, me personally, I stay to the end because I like to see the reaction from the players and at the end, the end of the whistle and see what they do. Do they go to the crowd? Do they run up? Do they shy away?
0: So I think, you're not, me you're not pers- cancelling anyone. <laughs> this week,
2: <laughs> I, I, me, me personally, it's, it's, you shouldn't have to be told how you support your team at the end of the day. Mm, Booing, I, the, I, I, at half time, they booed the team fully behind that because, again, we for the last four or five years, we've been used to a team that, at late, if we were losing, gave some effort. But with the, Le- with the Leeds fans, if you don't give any effort, you will get booed because the first thing you expect from a Leeds United player is give a thousand percent effort before anything else and if you're not seeing that from a Leeds player, that's when you will start losing the crowd.
0: Mm. Yep, minimum requirement. Right, Barnes, do you have to go? See you later, lads. Take See care. You, mate. Cheers, Barnes. See ya.
1: See you, Barney, lads. Keep well,
2: mate. You too, mate.
0: Well, well, well. The happy clapper no more. There he He's gone. He's gone. That's enough There's for it.
2: positivity out the room, that's
1: a bit worrying. <laughs> <laughs> bit of an evil laugh there.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Yeah, I think I, I asked that question because I, I hate being told how to support the football team as well. And I think as an individual, if you're a professional athlete, you know, oh, you're not getting behind them. How's that going to affect them? You know, they're going to be less confident. Listen, if you're a professional athlete, you've had to overcome some pretty... Stern challenges in your life and some rejections, haven't you? And I think sometimes they need to hear that there's a, a dissatisfaction and a, a grumbling and a kind of booing. And I, that's the only reason I would not leave early because I would be there, I'd be booing like loudly. um <laughs> And then people might say, "Well, that's not a proper fan." I don't give a shit what you think. Yeah, you know, I've been going for a lot of years. You know, forty years, and I'll do what the fuck I want. And if I pay my money to go in, I'll do what the fuck I want. <laughs> and I, I think it's also like, it's,
0: it's feedback, isn't it? You don't you don't you want to be told? You want to be, you you need honest opinion, don't you, to you improve?
1: You want to go in that room, that changing room, and either have it out between each other and get it sorted, or them go home on a night and think it's not good enough. You know, my own fans, and let's be honest, Leeds fans, when it's good. Uh, you know, are good and they do support their team, and they do, you know, get after. You know, they, it has got a good atmosphere. There was we all, there was way.
0: a round of we all love Leeds that went on for ten minutes, six one down.
1: No, I, I hated that. I, um, I I I would, I would be fucking sick. They're not leads. Them people on that pitch at the end of that game weren't leads. A fuck all to do with my city and me. Mm-hmm. So I'd I would have been singing that. I'd have been waiting. I'd have just stood silently waiting to. I'd have saved all my vocal cords just to boo the fuckers off the pitch because ultimately <laughs> I want them to go in there and question themselves and show me that next week against Fulham and against Leicester that you're going to come out and show me what you're all about and prove me wrong. And that, whether you're a business person or just in hum- uh, you know in life generally. You know, if you surround yourself with people who just tell you you're great all the time and well done and good effort, mm-hmm. you're going to fail. So you need the optimist, you need the inspirer, but you also need the brutally honest person, the critic. And you know, and if you're not prepared to take that as a professional footballer, it ultimately underlines exactly what we've just said that they, they 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 don't belong at my football club because it's going to get tough, and you're going to have to look across that line and think, who do I want to be in the trenches with here? Yeah, And you look across that line at the moment and think, I don't know. Not the, not, p- not, the, not the one
0: in the hairy slippers asking for the shirt. <laughs> not,
1: the, the one in the furry slippers wearing an ice cream jacket can fuck right off. <laughs> he can go back and, you know, invalid him back to Blighty <laughs> or something. He's not, he's not next to me in the trenches. So I, I'm I'm all for that. I, I, mm. I completely get that. and I've seen a su- few super fans creeping back out the woodwork, telling people how to support their club and you're not a proper fan if you left them. I've left early from games because I'm embarrassed and I'm not going to go waste any more of my time. I'd rather be in the boozer with my mates having a laugh than watching that shit and wasting any more. We, we're all emotionally, whatever anybody says about you, emotionally and emotionally and, and historically, you know, generationally invested in this football team. And I, I've been able to, as much as I can get ranty on it, it's probably why I do it. It's cathartic for me, but... I'm able to distance myself from that. When they scored that fifth and sixth, I was giggling. One of my lads was really upset, you know, and like, oh, I can't believe. And I was laughing. I was like, son, it's like watching school kids. If you Don't get upset about it because you waste an entire lifetime on emotion and feeling depressed and waking up in the middle of the night, which I've done back in the day. I was too emotionally invested in it. Now I can look at it and think, right, that's finished now. I'll move on to do something nice with my family or have a glass of wine or listen to some music, whatever. I've learned how to control it, but anybody telling you how to support your club can fuck off. That's their way of dealing with it. So, Staying I, to the end. Of, yeah, know, I, doing all that's that's their way.
0: Like I always go back to that that scientific research they did at the, the World Cup semi final in Brazil, so Brazil versus Germany, and Germany won six one, I think seven, it was as well. Seven nil, huh? was it seven? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, something like that. Seven 0 was it? Yeah, yeah. And um, and they actually tested the cortisone levels. Of the brazilian <laughs> fans and they had uh excess levels of stress hormone in their bodies so i, I would really? take a step further that it's not just emotional and historical connection but it's a literally a physical connection it's
1: physical yeah. yeah it's everything mental physical you know your whole body is connected to it and it's like when they score it's like a stab in the heart you know when you score it's euphoric. you know we're all like that. You know, let's not try and distance ourselves from the people that stand in that stadium with us or watch at home or watch from abroad. Or We've all got that emotional and physical connection to it. So let's not try and pretend we're better or worse or more of a fan than anybody else. So it's irrelevant. Yeah. You know, how I choose to celebrate and watch my team is my choice. You know, I'm not as invested. I don't want to be there every week anymore. I mean, partly because it's the, you know, you, it's like Barney was saying, you know, he's kind of learning. I'm 50, nearly 52 now. I've been home and away. I've been to every game. It's been part of my massive part of my life for many years. You have to grow up eventually, and it isn't, you know. You've got other more pressing priorities, you know, whatever they may be. It's still really important to me, you know. But I've learned how to manage it, and also I got brought into that finding an identity and that camaraderie and that atmosphere at Ellen Road and, and 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 everything that went with it. You know, the good and the bad times. I had my time. You know, it's now time for another generation to come through and do that, you know, and I, I, I've i kind of... don't want to be there every week. I'm not bothered about it being... So it's completely different. It's very sanitised to me. To go to Oil Road now and sit in any part of the stand is pretty sanitised for me because I was brought up in a different generation, so I don't love it as much. You know, a lot of my mates are growing up, so the old days where we used to go out and have a breakfast in Leeds, go out and have six pints, go to the game, go out in Leeds all night so till you couldn't stand up anymore. That, that's gone, and that was my football experience for many years, you know? So I, I don't get the same buzz out of Houston when you lose that. Sometimes you've just got to say, change the way you f- follow the team, change the way you watch the games, you know, do it your own way. I'm perfectly comfortable in that space. It, it seems that others are, and, I, and that makes me question yeah was Definitely a bit of
0: gatekeeping going on, wasn't there? Like, who can be a Leeds fan and who cannot be a yeah, Leeds fan? Who can be what's I'm proper and what's not? I just think that's why I kind of mentioned the, the whole science behind it. It's, you know, it's a physical, it's literally a physical reaction. It's something happening in your body. Everybody's different. They're going to deal with it in their different ways, but they're also at different stages of their life, uh, which is kind of what you were saying. Um, Paul Hunt says, Wish I could sink about eight pints with you and, and get this shit feeling out. And remember our spirit, lads, always bless. There you go. Um, Anytime, Paul. You just give me a shout, mate. I'm happy to
1: sink eight pounds with anybody. I love
0: it. And, uh, yeah, Bandy's here. Bandy's still here. I'm old enough to remember Don Revy, and this defensive attitude is not our style. It never has been. Thank you, Bandy. That's exactly what I wrote for BBC this week. Leeds fans will accept. The players going down without a fight. Right. Is that done and dusted now? Fulham? Ah, well, Easy. We'll beat them easy. Leicester, like they're going to smash, smash them. them. Absolutely smash them. Bournemouth, they're done. it have been 1990. 1990 again.
1: Remember what the, the, the other thing they've denied us, right, of, of being able to do is laugh at Wank Lampard. Because, right. you know, if, if we were safe and if we were doing okay, we'd be able to piss ourselves at his four losses on a row. The fact that in about, Twenty odd games, he's won one and on drama. funnily enough, the only game he won was against us three 0 which tells you how bad we are. But you know, his, his records appalling, and it would give me no greater pleasure than just to laugh at him. But because we're in a dilemma, we're not in a really strong position to do that, are we? Mm. So that's another thing I'm annoyed about. Is I can't. I'm, I'm denied the um, the worst, you know, the, the,
0: worst managerial start in Chelsea's 118 year history.
1: Yeah, <laughs> guess guess what. Just like I've said, fans know more than people, boards, you know, owners sometimes. And every single fan that's not either a big Frank Lampard fan or completely ignorant to football could have told you that he was going to fail because he's failed everywhere he's been. So crazy. Crazy.
0: There you go. Right, Mac, what's your thing? Let's stop talking about Leeds now uh what thing
1: what thing of a go i don't know really i've got loads of things i'm a bit mental at the minute and then um, what's my thing i don't know what's your thing talk talk, t- talk to me about your things i'll, I'll think about my things
0: that uh, is a good question i've had so many things because we've been away for so long i think it was the 6th of march we last did a podcast and i know that wiggy always Hello. says
1: was it really <laughs> yeah
0: he always says we only pod when we're winning but I mean <laughs> it's a bit like it going back to that whole superfan thing like super podcaster thing like gatekeeping yeah, yeah. podcasting like we do this for a bit of fun you know and it hasn't been that much fun recently with Leeds United and I can't think yeah and I see some of these YouTubers around Leeds and they you know they'll put out a video a day linking us with some random player. It's not even the transfer market or whatever it is, you know, they'll just put out content to put out content. And I just can't imagine doing that. So thank you very much either. to all the people who've um, returned.
1: I know, do you know what? I've got to say, God bless you because we literally, when before we came on, I was saying it, it doesn't matter because there will only be about two people who will have stuck with us, you know, because we haven't been on for that long, but you know, it's, it's got to be said that you've got a really busy year coming up and that's part of your, you're the kind of glue and the, the fabric behind everything that happens, really. So, um, and also, you've got all big time because now he's writing for like BBC. He don't give a fuck about the little roaring peacocks anymore. <laughs> 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 Had to get that one in, but no, I think you listen. You're you're getting married in June, and uh, you know I'm humbled and blessed to be the best man. So, you know, I've been writing a speech for about the last eight weeks. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> I'll just wing it on the night and upset everybody in the room as I always do. Um, but. Uh, You've got a lot on, you mate. So you, your thing really should be should be that. That's why we've not been on as much because mm. you've got a lot of shit to sort out, and particularly living abroad and, having, and getting married in Leeds. It's um, a lot of work isn't it.
0: Yes. Uh, so we yeah we had to sort out Nora's visa, uh, which was quite difficult, and you know, and then there's the venue um, there's yeah so there's a bit of bureaucracy to sort out as well you've got to you know you've got to go to the Civic Hall and do all this stuff and you've got to be there a month before um, yeah I, I'd never really thought too much about fashion or what I wear so um, obviously the- <laughs> clearly yeah <laughs> So um, that's been a kind of like revelation, I guess. Uh, I think, you know, life is a little <laughs> bit like turning turning the wheel, you know, and looking at it in different ways. And yeah, I definitely felt like I'd never sort of thought about fashion before. So organising a suit and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I started studying as well, um, studying journalism. So yeah, I've got a lot, really, I've got a lot on. And I'm trying to write a book as well. So... It's difficult yeah,
1: to. He's doing a thesis in women.
0: Right, yeah.
1: How not to get murdered in the first three years is fucking yeah. good,
0: good. It's a good thesis to write. Just the experiment is over on my tombstone.
1: How to sleep with one eye open for the rest of your life? <laughs> that's the book I, That's the thesis I had to write when I got married. Is because I pissed her off that much. Right. How how to not get how to not get <laughs> your knackers. How to not get the Barnsley chop while you're asleep
0: how to convince people you really have tripped into the door handle for the third time this week
1: yeah correct (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's uh terrible uh I'm still laughing at Lampard what a twat says Paul uh please don't stop doing this it's good for my head bigly nice one mate um uh, Nora says how's the speech going was just about to ask uh Bandy says long live the roaring peacock and uh, great stream, lads. Great content. Says no, 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 B.
1: No. You you this won't surprise you. I haven't even started speaking. Partly because we've got me and Nora have got to sit down, actually, yeah, and you know have a little chat about stuff just to make sure that you know we get include everything. So the the headline is that I've spoke to you, Mum. You'll be pleased to know. Oh, yeah. Fucked basically. Yeah. Just obvious <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Uh, which, you know, I'll I'll save for the day, but no doubt you'll be you know dutifully embarrassed and I'll embellish it like I always do every story and make sure it sounds even worse. So um so I just Brilliant. got Nora to sit down with and obviously yourself and we'll get some things put together and I'll probably write it uh you know in the car on the morning travelling because that's how I that's how I roll.
0: Excellent. <laughs> you wanna know what my
1: thing is, by the way?
0: Yeah, yeah, go on. My thing, right? Have you
1: ever heard of vabbing?
0: fabbing? Fabbing. Vabbing. Is that like pegging or something? Are you are you about to make hey, a? Um... <laughs> hey baby, I find you irresistible. Have you been vabbing
1: tonight? Do you know what vabbing I, is.
0: I've got I, I, I've got a confession to make. My about my, my fantasy is. Um... <laughs> Can you just fab me all night long?
1: All night long. Um, no vabbing, right? Uh, okay, though know, I don't even say this, but you know. Um... How do I fucking say this without offending well? fuck it. I've offended loads of people, it doesn't matter, does it? So vabbing, right, is there's an increasing um habit or, or kind of behaviour in women that you know perfumes and stuff don't work anymore. You know they've gone for this more natural kind of um smell. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? You know, like more how do you BO? pheromones is...
0: trap the opposite sex Oh, pheromones?
1: Yeah, you know, like, lads have started, I mean, back in my day, aftershave was a big thing, weren't you? Wore loads of aftershave when you went out, oh, people stunk, you know? Links, da, da, da. it lads, was,
0: yeah. Yeah, lads, Africa, lads I think.
1: To, <laughs> links Africa, exactly. So <laughs> people started to wear less heavily scented things, they're going with more natural stuff. To so Vabian is where females, apparently.
0: Oh, um, I think you, I know where you're going now.
1: You know where I'm going with this now, mate, yeah. so,
0: F- so. Sort of tales of, the, uh, tales of the fish market.
1: Insert well, there you go. So, insert
0: odor sardines.
1: odor tuna, <laughs> um, odor Grimsby. So, when yeah, insert fingers into themselves and then dab like behind where their pressure points are, you know, behind the ears and oh, wow. on the neck. Yeah, that's fabbing. So Fuck knows why that came into my mind, but I just—I didn't know if it was genuinely a thing. So I've heard it said, and I just wanted to see if anybody else. So I will put it out there to the viewers: Has anybody fapped, <laughs> or does is it a real? Is it a real? Is it a real
0: thing? This is the, this is the sort of shit. So we when we started this podcast like three years ago, we we didn't used to do it live, and this is the sort of yeah, shit the that reason, never would have made the, the edit. Reason.
1: Exactly. There's a reason for that. That you didn't really know what I was like, and, and then you thought, actually, he's he's refined himself a bit. He's quite good now. He kind of keeps a lid on it, but right. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> the minute did,
0: Barney goes,
1: yeah, no, he's 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 a, he's a good influence on me. And now he's gone, and we're fucked.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah is Bobby real? That's my thing. I want to
0: know. I will buy your book, no question. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that. Thanks, brother. Uh, this is very unexpected says Nora. As a thing. Thanks, Nora. We enter please. Uh why are you even bringing this up, Ewan? Question mark.
1: I'm fucking, I'm interested. I wanna know if it's a thing.
0: Uh but uh that was Fab Mac, says Dave. No fab. fab not Fab Fab. All oh, right, Fab, yeah, yeah. I'm Ewan uh, fucking hell.
1: Yeah well there you go. Says
0: Paul <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, and uh, Barney is like your mum says, Nora. There you go, raining, raining you in, keeping you.
1: Oh, great beard! That's about the only similarity.
0: Great, great beard. <laughs> beard. Needs a good waxing. <laughs> oh God! Excellent. Very silly. Needed that. oh it's been a bit it's been a bit been a bit depressing, hasn't it? Uh following leads. But you know, it was it was all it's always cathartic coming on doing a pod and speaking to your mates and doing the pub fair do. as our number one um, Apple review says. That's Pub Fair and Proud, that's what I'd say. Pub Fair and Proud. So, what, I don't know about that. What's that? Oh, it's one of our Apple reviews. Um oh, it's okay. like yeah, yeah. I think one star or something, not bad, but pub fair at best. <laughs> I'll take that. At best. Fab is fab. V-A-B. Okay. Fab. There you go. The you, you learn something new every day. I tell you. Um, Another podcast I've been listening to is the rest is history. And I've been binging it like crazy. And if you're, uh, if you're into history at all, it's, they, they actually make it fun. And it's, really interesting. I mean, it's not vabbing. They don't talk about vabbing much. not interested then. No.
1: <laughs> don't really give a shit about history, mate, to be honest. I couldn't give no. a fuck. Just, I'm all about today and tomorrow. Yeah. It's all I care about. <laughs> and vabbing. Tell us about the rest of history and vabbing, yeah. And really devious stuff, which obviously people are starting to find out. <laughs>
0: Um, No, it's just, it's just really good. And they do, they sort of pick unusual stories. Um, There was a great series, The Rise of the Nazis. I found that just, just super interesting. I just find that period of time just extremely interesting. Um, But they do loads of stuff. There's, there was one episode um, called England and they did it. It was about beef and the history of beef, beef and liberty the songs about beef, how we, how we got known for our roast beef.
1: Well, we're called that by the French, aren't we? That's what they call us, the roast le roast beef.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, there's stories of, you know, the French coming over, you know, in all their sort of frilly colors and everything and, and look at seeing us, uh, v- viewing us as sort of these animals eating massive amounts of roast beef, gorging ourselves on beef and, um, we used to have the, you know, pudding, obviously you've got Yorkshire pudding, but pudding wasn't always desserts back in those days. It was more like haggis. So they used to have like puddings, but they'd have meat in All it. meat. Yeah. All meat. Yeah. So you'd have, you'd have with, you know, to accompany your roast beef, your big sl- cuts of roast beef on the side, you'd have a, a beef pudding, just pudding stuffed full of
1: beef. <laughs> I wonder life expectancy wasn't particularly high back in those days.
0: (laughs) And gout and all that, yeah. Yeah, gout. But, you know, we also had enough energy to sort of conquer a third of the world. I'm
1: surprised you had to work (laughs) up all those calories somehow. Jesus, all that cholesterol. Yeah, I mean, like Yorkshire puddings were originally invented as a savoury. It went with ice cream and stuff, didn't it? So, yeah, I can see that. It's not a particularly healthy diet, though, like beef, haggis. What are we having for afters or... fancy a Yorkshire pudding with some ice cream docked in it. Do you want any fruit with that? No, I fuck fruit. Nah, no, I'm not interested in that shit. Nah, no, just the ice cream and Yorkshire pudding will be fine, thanks.
0: Oh, here we go. Paul Hunt here's a comment. Yeah, we're still a uh, cheers. Should be up Calder Valley summer. Uh, beer might be cathartic. You know, I just watched Happy Valley. It yeah, didn't...
1: I've had to watch it by osmosis because my yeah. missus was watching it, so.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a great advertisement.
1: It wasn't. It's a lot more peaceful than that is Hebden Bridge, to be honest. I've been a few times. We go to Hebden Bridge Trades Hall to watch bands and um, the picture house in... Oh, I never get this name right. Um, somewhere out of that way, anyway. And it's really good. It's really quiet, though.
0: Uh Still on the vabbing, people are still. Andy See, I've Wells...
1: started now. I told you people were interested in this shit. You, We've been talking about Leeds United too long.
0: Yeah, Should the be... roaring vab, <laughs>
1: the roaring vabbing peacocks.
0: <laughs> vabbing peacocks. My missus has been vabbing for years. I think it's, it's it must be like salt if you do it for years. You know, it's like you know how you chucked salt over your shoulder for good luck. Is that how you how you met Andy? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Were you attracted by the pheromones?
0: Right, did it work? Yeah, that's what people did want to know. Work. because this yeah. could well, be a science, couldn't it? <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> could, if this actually works, this could you could you could revolutionise perfumery. Par- it's called, isn't
1: it? Yeah, well, like when you go out on a night out as a man, right? As you go out when you go out on a night, particularly back in you know back in the day, you always got a shower. Or, I mean, say do your hair advisedly, but you know, made yourself look, preened yourself, you know, made yourself look best you can. Clothes washed, da
0: da da, da, da. what condom? Condom hopeful condom in the wallet. Yeah, exactly. Been there, you been know, there I mean, three months.
1: Never, new new box of shorts on, never happened, right? Yeah. I remember going out once. I was on fire this night, right? It's probably about mid, it would be about ninety-five, ninety-six, and I couldn't and then I thought to myself. I didn't have a, sh- I had a shower for about two days. I had a pair of track suit bottoms on and trainers and a t-shirt I'd not washed for about a week and an old like um, <laughs> dark blue replay denim jacket. I hadn't made any effort at all. I didn't give a shit. Um, and I went on fire. I just think maybe that's it. Maybe it's the pheromones I was giving off because I hadn't had a shower. I hadn't washed all my caveman spirit and, and scent off. Um, maybe that's what it was. It got mm. me thinking about vaping. I didn't go so far as to, you know, stick my fingers down the foreskin <laughs> and put no, no.
0: Gorgonzola.
1: <laughs> Gorgonzola behind the ears. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew I could see it. I could see where that would go in a mile off. No, no. Uh... But you know what
1: I mean? I just think I, I, I have a distinct memory of that evening and thinking, "Wow, what have I done differently?" I will tell you what, is I didn't give a shit and I went out, not giving a toss, and it said so that seems to definitely work for females rather than preening yourself and being too vain. So there you go.
0: Well, we've got a got a name for the the episode at least. Is it Happy Vabbing or something? Happy Valley put me off moving to Yorkshire, to be honest. There's no, it's not like it's not like that, mate. Anyway, you can't, Hebden Bridge is about an hour and a half away from Leeds, so uh, yeah. We were there with, we, big, we, I, was, I was thinking that I should take her to Hebden Bridge. We should, I was thinking, where should I, where should we go? You know, Cow and Calf, maybe?
1: Oh, Ilkley Moor,
0: that. That's
1: a series on its own, mate. That's an episode on its own, same way you could go in New Yorkshire. It's brilliant. Mm. Let's do that next time. Should yeah, recommendations. There's loads of places to go. It's an amazing place.
0: Right, final few comments then. I've got to go because I've got to travel to Munich in the morning.
1: Oh yeah, to get your get your suit.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not going to say the company that fucked up my suit yet because I want to wait. You were
1: recommend you recommended them to me, and I was thinking, wait till you get your suit first before right. starting yeah. to
0: go there. I'm going to keep my powder dry, <laughs> but if they don't sort yeah. it out. There's going to be absolute hell to pay. Um, Get the wife to bottle it, says Dav. And that's gruesome. That's a whole new episode in itself.
1: Yeah. Get get the wife to bottle it episode.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tactics on... (laughs) Terrible. Um, Okay, that's your lot. Uh, So basically, you know, I think things were going well. We were definitely staying up until until half time against Crystal Palace. Now we're definitely going down 16 years, another 16 years in the championship. So get ready for that. Um, but no, I think, you know, Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth, we should be able to get a win by Bournemouth. Should be able to get our confidence up by then, shouldn't we? In order for... Can we beat Man City away again? Will Dallas be available?
1: Well, I think Dallas is yeah. Is, I think his days are numbered. To be honest, he's not like he's not come back. It, there's no talk of him coming back, is there? So, four yards back, which is an up, up shot, You know, the, the, an upside is four back, so he'll be back for two games, just like Bamford, <laughs> and then be out for the rest of the season. But I think the the positive is just as quickly as it's gone to shit. Football's a fanny old game, and it could quite easily. Um, turn around just as quickly and we might get a couple of wins so let's just keep our fingers crossed like, I don't think we need many more points I think 36 should be enough um, I mean I was talking to a Leicester fan today and they're on 25 points Leicester you know won the FA Cup won the league we're looking again a bit like Leeds when you know under Ridsdale where it looked like they were going to be around for a long time You know, the oh, they, they did win in the hell.
0: FA Cup didn't they I forgot about that
1: yeah, but the the, mm-hmm. the owner gets killed in a, play, in a helicopter crash and literally son takes over, who's been
0: almost you know, quite a... a um... And their company goes bankrupt.
1: Yeah, you know, he, he's kind of not... His dad was a businessman, you know, built it up from nothing and he's kind of been given everything on a plate and it's it's looking like that's ruined them. So it's, you know, unfortunate.
0: Reminds me of know, Succession. Kind of... There's a good yeah, show. Yeah,
1: like a, Unfortunate series of events have led yeah. Leicester to be a, a team going from winning the league, winning the FA Cup, looking to get into the top six regular to a, a team that they've got twenty five points. I mean, that's four less than us, and we're shit. So yeah, how bad are Leicester? Bonkers,
0: isn't it? Yeah.
1: And if we look, look at their squad on paper, Thielmans, Madison, you know, you look at if the players they've got. I mean, you, you could argue they've got a better squad than us, and um, it's not doing them any favors, is it? So Yeah, I don't think the bottom three Forest are a funny one, aren't they? Um, Southampton for me are done. So, really, you're looking at what Leicester Forest, us, Bournemouth, Everton. I think West Ham will be all right now. Um, It's out of them. So, six more points, seven more points, a couple of wins and a draw. Come on, we
0: can do it. Yeah, it's that game we lost to Forest, that 1 0. Jesus. Yeah. Well,
1: there's plenty, though, not Throwing it away against Southampton, 2-0 up. If you look throughout the season, you know, there's been many a game that we should have shut out and done a lot better than we have. West Ham at home, yeah, you know, they were struggling at the time, and, we, you know, 1-0 up. And we, a bit like Palace, we gave the game away that game. We won 0 up, we were all over it. And uh, we, we scored and sat back, and it uh, cost us. So there's been so many thrown-away points as much as we've, Deserve to get beat quite a lot. We've also chucked a lot of games away. So um, needs to be a change, from top to bottom. I'm afraid, whatever mm. happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't happen soon enough, right? Um, so I'm, this isn't this isn't reverse psychology, but just don't just let's just keep this podcast between ourselves. It's like a hidden secret. Don't tell anyone yeah, don't about tell, it. Don't tell everybody. Yeah, yeah. you know. Don't tell. Well, what other podcasts? What are the leads podcasts that you're gonna get? Are you gonna get a, a dose of Vabin up your nostrils? None, I don't think.
1: Not on the Square Ball, which was when I looked on my Twitter twin this week, right. my Twitter twin was the Square Ball, which I was astounded by. Bizarre. <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't literally entertain me and, and probably vice versa. So um as much as I like Michael Normanton a lot. Um, yeah good lad so. good lad is Michael. I love Michael I think he's great. I've got a lot of time for him, but I don't
0: listen to Square Ball. And not, I like Phil my... as well. I like Phil. Phil's nice. Phil's I a don't, nice to be guy. honest.
1: I very rarely listen to it, so I can't even comment. Um, yeah.
0: Not that the other guys aren't as good. They're they're just would, the ones I would, that I, I know. I
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we're twins though, by any stretch of the Either way, really, I don't. But there you go.
0: <laughs> look we uh, all joking aside we really appreciate you tuning in again and Thank thanks very much for uh all of your lovely comments as ever and uh, we'll... be seven
1: weeks till the next one
0: <laughs> <laughs> see you in another yeah seven weeks well i'll be around your way very soon why huh, so
1: you will oh. be literally be living on the end of my street well you
0: mate? In yeah and two it's week's good to, do you know what i didn't mention it but your microphone what? and uh, internet connection everything squeaky clean
1: <laughs> yeah. As soon as you say that, usually it goes wrong. It's like, um, yeah. We, we, when we were talking earlier about you know, that man management's a really tactile skill, and it? it's really like a clever thing to do. So some players need an arm around the shoulder, some players need a kick up the arse, and that's where we need to get to with our squad. Don't compliment me. Like, I had a football coach who I, I could get man at match three weeks on the trot, and he never said one nice thing about me. But if he did one thing wrong, he fucking beat me about it, so he used to make me try harder and play better. And yeah, you know, I was the player who needed to kick up the ass. The minute he told me I was good, I went to shit. So don't send me into that and my phone's working fine. I think I'm cursed if people say I'm doing something well. So yeah, it does seem better. But hey yeah.
0: well, there you go. Well, I'm the opposite. I need constant um... praise. <laughs> praise. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's why we can't. That's why we can so well. Yeah. Complete opposite. right? But I do, uh, I do best, think um, yeah. it may be to do with the fact that um, yeah, the internet. Uh, it's took me three years to get a decent internet connection doing a podcast, so there you go. It's probably about time.
0: Yeah. Um, writer, I've been waiting over fifty years for Everton to go down so they are safe. Says Bandy I feel I'd feel there sorry you. for Perpy. I tell you, if Everton went down, I feel sorry for him.
1: Oh, I'd be first uh, first person I'd ring. Yeah. Fuck you, Perpy. <laughs> making a living out of Leeds and supporting Everton. Fucking. <laughs> Doing a podcast, nicking all our ideas We fucking don't go to bed just yet bullshit. Fuck
0: off, Poppy. <laughs> Serves you right for breaking FFP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forever living Popey. in the shadow. Um, <laughs> best Leeds thing I've heard for two weeks. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate that. Right, See yeah. See you guys. See you. God bless. Come on, Leeds. Fucking hell. Come on. (laughs) So I'm so (laughs) so half hearted.